Okay, we've had a lot of classical music here today. We're going to have to come out of this, but you've been listening to Albinoni. Albinoni. And it's from a compilation of complete oboe concertos. We're hearing oboe concerto. Concerto for oboe and strings. This is WJFF. WJFF needs new on-air volunteers to start our broadcast day. Announce the weather, local events, and more during NPR's Morning Edition and Weekend Edition. You don't need prior radio experience, but you do need to know how to use a PC. Call 845-482-4141 to find out more. That's 845-482-4141 or email manager at wjffradio.org. I'm Tim Bruno with the latest on the coronavirus impact on Sullivan County. As of last night, there were four cases of COVID-19 in the county. The total confirmed cases in New York State nearly doubled in one day, reaching 2,480 as of last night, the most cases in any state, and 16 deaths. Sullivan County Public Health Director Nancy McGraw and Sullivan County Manager Joshua Potosik jointly issued a statement to, quote, our downstate friends, visitors, weekenders, and second homeowners, end quote, and says the county is, quote, responding as aggressively and proactively as its limited resources allow. While you may be seeking refuge from the larger amount of cases downstate, you must be aware that this is a global pandemic. You and your family have a critical role to fulfill in halting the rapid spread of this potentially deadly virus, end quote. It also discouraged travel to Sullivan County from any area at this time is, quote, inadvisable and highly discouraged, end quote. The statement goes on to list do's and don'ts, including please do maintain calm. Please don't have an expectation that resources will be available to you here that are not available to you in your hometown. Sullivan County has a limited number of health care resources and testing capacity is also very limited. You can read the full statement at our website, wjffradio.org. In other news, the Sullivan County Department of Family Services has introduced a limited access protocol. That means people applying for public assistance, emergency programs, Medicaid, SNAP, HEAP, child care, and child support are asked to first call 845-292-0100. All Sullivan County family court cases are adjourned through April 30th. Stay tuned for the latest information on WJFF Radio Catskill. News on the coronavirus outbreak and the impact of COVID-19 on our listening area and beyond is changing every day. WJFF is committed to keeping you informed. That's why we've compiled a comprehensive list of links for local, national, and global resources of information, from tips on staying healthy to the latest emergency declarations and closings. Go to WJFFradio.org to stay informed and keep listening to your community radio station, WJFF. And this is the WJFF. This is the time where you'd usually be hearing Bodie talk. And actually, that's exactly what you're going to hear right now. Um, although I don't think you're going to hear the theme music because I don't uh, wasn't actually able to find it just now. Uh, but we do have the host and, and creator of Bodie Talk, Doug Bill, joining us uh, live on the phone right now um, from over in Honesdale. Doug, how are you doing? I'm great, Jason. Uh, good to be able to i was thinking this wouldn't happen because of the whole COVID 19 situation but i'm i'm pleased that uh we'll be able to uh discuss some of these uh issues from a perspective of balance and calm and kindness 
Can you do you mind if just just before we get into that, could I just take a moment to ask uh, what what your own experience is uh, as a as a person? Uh, I would say as a as a somebody who might be in the high risk category, but um, also as a business owner. Like how how has this been for you, and and what have you had to change? Well, actually, yes. Being 69 years old, I'm in that category above 60 where I'm at high risk, and I have had some health issues that, to be honest, my daughter, uh, who's living in New York City where the tension level is so high, uh, has been very concerned about her parents and encouraging us to stop all direct contact with our clients and we're beginning to do that, to have phone sessions, and we're working out a way to uh, maybe Skype, and uh, there's other Internet ways of doing things. But, I, I should point uh, out for the listener, we're talking about the, the Honesdale Wellness Center um, is, is, yes, is your yeah, business. Yes, that's yeah. our uh, business in town here, and we're both psychotherapists. and uh, So day-to-day, it has been, uh, well... I was very busy and just uh, more issues to contend with. Uh, we recently got back from visiting our son and his wife and our grandson in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And um, it, well, <laughs> there's a lot of stress in our family. Both of our kids work in the restaurant business. My son's a chef and my daughter's been a general manager in a restaurant in Brooklyn. And it's, uh, they're, out of work and uh, how things are going to pan out financially is yet to be seen. Um, so I, there's no one who's not having in their direct family some uh, very deep concerns um, financially, especially that the health factor is uh, major. And like I say, I'm in that high risk range and I'm doing all that I can uh, practicing things that I will discuss a little bit later here uh, as far as holistic concepts which is something that I've been seriously following for well over 44 years or so uh, since 76 actually when I first got into this whole process of Mind, body, heart, soul, meditation, yoga, all of that. Uh, and that has made a tremendous difference. But uh, with the COVID-19 issue, um, we're in uncharted territory. And it's, it's certainly very, very concerning. And needing to take it seriously uh, as, well, both of our kids are encouraging us to not be so cavalier about all that's happening and to uh, take measures to keep ourselves as healthy as possible. So on, on the one hand, there's being having the appropriate respect for the seriousness of the situation and, uh, and appreciating how serious it is and being appropriately concerned and then there's a difference between uh, that and being overly fearful or or uh, panicking. Uh, we've got to balance exactly. between those and, things. And that's where we basically have to keep it real, um, to realize that we do have significant areas of uh, control where we are responsible to 
follow the guidelines that are being recommended by the government, both uh, federal and state, local, and uh, to just be very uh, mindful of what we're doing uh, 24-7. And as you say, going to that other extreme of panic actually has a very deleterious effect on our well-being. It actually attracts sickness. Fear basically uh, lowers our resistance to illness. And so it's a very challenging uh, uh, process to maintain a kind of a balance while taking seriously the very real risks. But... Uh, and this is what I'm about to say. This is a perspective that I've been finding to be rather important and quite profound, that we have a certain responsibility in, in our life uh, across the board, uh, whatever the circumstances, uh, a responsibility to take care of ourselves and our home, our family, our business and work, whatever we're engaged in. But then there's a point beyond which we really have no control. And this is where, in the holistic model, there's um, a balance of all the different elements of our being, mind, body, heart, and soul. And this has become almost mainstream, uh, these concepts, but I find that they're more focusing on the, the physical level and not so much on the spiritual. So back to this point of being able to recognize that there's a point beyond which we don't really have control. We're not really calling the shots as to the bigger picture of what's going on around us. And to be able to have a sense of connection with that spiritual beingness, whatever we may call it, uh, God, uh, Yahweh, uh, Buddha, or Krishna consciousness, or Uh, Allah, or whatever our spiritual path may lead us in just the higher power, as the 12-step program recommends, and we recognize that there is a a presence that we can trust. And this is where, again, addressing the the potential for anxiety uh, and the unknown is very often... Uh, a source of great anxiety. Um, And when we're dealing with the circumstances of the COVID-19 situation, worldwide pandemic uh, concerns here, that uh, knowing that there is a presence that we can trust to bring us back to balance when and where we don't know, but if we can just trust that, and that, that's, a, that's a big ask, uh, uh, to actually uh, move into that. It's a mindset. And this is where I always encourage people to practice day-to-day the process of mindfulness and connecting with spirit um, in whatever way you may be guided to do so. Uh, but so many people have sort of wandered away from religion, um, and in many cases I, I have uh, <laughs> concerns that religion has sort of uh, lost its relevance for many people. Um, 
for me in the beginning when I was questioning religion at a very young age, uh, moving into atheism, uh, I was more attuned to the scientific perspective. But uh, as I moved more deeply into an understanding of uh, universal spirituality, I realized that it is actually very much in alignment with science. Uh, so that's my perspective, but essentially what I'm saying is that whatever it is that has uh, sparked a connection within you, that there is some sort of higher power, God, Holy Spirit, uh, however it may arise within you, that's what is so important for us to uh, embrace and, and trust that there is a presence that will get us through this. All right. Sorry about that, Doug. Uh, um, so, what what are some tips to do that? What if what if as you're saying, so many people have turned away, or uh, what? I, what if I'm just I'm just not uh, not a believer in in a specific named higher uh, power or deity? Uh, is there still a, a way that I can practice this uh, sort of mindfulness? Well, I, I mean, if even if it's just about uh, Understanding the laws of nature, and for many people, uh, the higher power that is discussed in a lot of different arenas, uh, the uh, uh, the presence of this universal law of nature that uh, we can trust that the seasons are going to well. With climate change, uh, man has apparently. I know this is controversial, but. Uh, I think science would uh, certainly uh, clearly demonstrate the, the validity of climate change. But essentially, uh, nature is a universal principle that maintains balance. I mean, if we just look at the human body, what it is that we're responsible for, again, in this context of being responsible and then surrendering. If we were simply taking care of the body, I was going to just describe holistically how it's important to eat well, exercise, rest, and get a good night's rest, and manage our emotional relationships and our intellectual involvement in a balanced way. And to then realize that uh, there's so much going on, even within one cell of our body, and then you look at the cell that's within a particular organ and how the organ is connected to other organs, like the heart and lungs are integrally related, the cardiopulmonary system. If we were responsible for maintaining the tremendous amount of activity and uh, very delicate, balanced uh, processes that are occurring just even within one cell, we would be lost. And... So what I'm equating that with, to answer your question, Jason, is that there's this uh, presence that is, and I consider this to be one with this divine beingness, uh, whether we call it God or nature or whatever, but there's this process that's occurring that's keeping us alive, and we have no capacity to even understand the complexity of it, let alone take any conscious control. If it were up to us to uh, direct what's happening, 
even like I say, within one cell or one organ, we would die in moments. So uh, <laughs> that's where I, I consider this presence to be everywhere. Well, you know, Doug, this is each cell within every form of life. And this is interesting to me because I often put it in terms of if I if if I have to talk about, I guess the higher other. I, I refer to the universe, you know, as pretty much just everything. You know, I think of the universe. Right. But what you just brought a new concept altogether to me there, which is um, uh, essentially it's it's a similar concept, but it's within. You just you were just talking about the universe within that. There's this whole well, exactly. universe of things inside of ourselves that 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 we don't even consciously know about. Our concept of self can't even touch upon. So that's that's a fascinating. Uh, idea there. This is Bodhi talking. Well, and I, I consider that to be very scientific. And it's it's well the microcosm within the macrocosm. Yeah, there's a spiritual uh, uh, context of as above, so below. Um, this is going back to a lot of the mystical teachings uh, in certain traditions, um, and this is basically. Uh, what I'm finding to be true, and this is where I'm looking at this as a very scientific concept, and uh, the more deeply I understand the complexity of the human condition and our relationship with the universe, with the world around us, and uh, it's all one. There's only one mind, and it's. I often use the metaphor of an ocean to describe this uh, oneness that we're all part of. We may be only a drop in the ocean, but uh, I mean, just look at the planet that is covered mostly with water. And actually, there's considered to be separate oceans, but uh, in the reality of the way it's all laid out, every ocean is connected with every other ocean. And it's all connected with all the rivers and streams and the rain and the precipitation that comes down. So we may be in uh, a form of a snowflake, and uh, there's a lot of flakes out there. Um, and like I may be a flake in uh, one moment, and I may then melt and become part of a stream that flows into a river that eventually flows back into the ocean. And... That's how, metaphorically, we can see the spiritual journey. We're uh, arising in one seemingly separate form, but in reality, we're all interrelated and interconnected. So when we look at the COVID-19 situation right now, which seems very overwhelming, and um, it's uh, having a rather devastating effect on uh, lives all over the planet, and yet what we're really seeing is that there's a kind of an imbalance. There's an illness, which is always about uh, the, the, the beingness of, uh, well, you could say mankind, um, is, is out of balance. And so there's a weakness that's susceptible to disease. And now we need to heal ourselves. And the process is... Uh, very uh, certain that it will happen. Uh, and not to say that uh, there won't be a lot of suffering and uh, people leaving their bodies, uh, but this gets back to, well, when I always begin the Bodhi talk, I say that 
the intention of this show is to in, inform, inspire, and empower each of us to wake up to who we really are. Not human beings having a spiritual experience, but spiritual beings having a human experience. So our spirituality is the constant. Our human form is temporal. It's, it's just stuck in time and space and will eventually no longer exist. But that which we are is eternal. So even though, yes, it, uh, we will go through a great deal of grief and loss when our loved ones are no longer with us, but the fact is they are still as alive as they've ever been and will be in another form, uh, which, you know, this is something that uh, Western culture does not um, easily uh, accept and uh, understand. Uh, Eastern culture, where reincarnation has been understood for thousands of years, and I, I would actually point out that there was a time until the 5th century that the Christian doctrine included reincarnation. And it was, it was one of these uh, councils of Trent and Nicaea back in the 5th century where they decided to uh, throw out that concept of reincarnation. In fact, it's a sin to even talk about it, which is unfortunate because it's, I mean, it's, to me it's very scientifically grounded in the fact that we're, as spirit, like energy, in a form that can never be destroyed. Uh, uh, the uh, energy is just changing form, but it in itself can never be destroyed. And that's the way it is with spirit. And that dropped in the ocean. We're Doug, I was wondering, uh, because you we were talking about the spiritual perspective, and uh, uh, I was wondering... I think you wanted to say something about relationships between people at this time as well? Yes, that's something that I've been observing, where there's so much anxiety uh, about what may happen next, losing your work and whether you're going to get enough money to pay the, the bills and all of that, and people become very irritable and short-tempered. And we may be the uh, the one getting dumped on, uh, by someone who has been so stressed out, but to not take it personally, to realize, and again, as I always say at the end of my show, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle, and there's a lot of people that are really struggling right now. And to cultivate kindness, especially toward oneself, and then that extends naturally outward to those around us, but... And this is the essence of uh, a spiritual perspective and a spiritual way of life, is to be able to be kind and empathic or compassionate toward others. And <clears throat> this is something that um, needs practice, which is where, back to your earlier question as to how do you cultivate this, some form of meditation leading to mindfulness, prayer, prayer or meditation. And that's where the, <clears throat> the namaste booster that I usually end. And we can actually go through uh, that real quickly here. We've got about five more minutes. You think we'll, you think we'll be able to get to it? 
we can do it right now. Okay. Well, do you need to do you need to to to, to take a quick breath or a drink of water? I'll remind people what what it is that we're listening to right now. This is uh, Bodhi Talk with Doug Bill in his usual time slot, but not in his usual location because uh, our volunteers, like many people, have had their lives uh, disrupted and are not coming to our studios both here in Jeffersonville and also over in Holmesdale at the Cooperage. In fact, the Cooperage project uh, itself is shut down as well as many places have. Uh, this is WJFF. Doug, um, so yeah, at the end of your show, you do the, the Namaste Booster and you, you kind of... Uh, yeah, and usually I have the music playing in the background, but just uh, just imagine a very soothing uh, background and just become present wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And this is even while you're driving or doing something that requires uh, some uh, manipulation of circumstances around you. But uh, what we're really talking about is being mindful. So cultivating deeper mindfulness is a good thing no matter what you're doing. And breathing is a way to move more deeply, to just take some consciously slow not deep, but just maybe deeper than normal breaths. <clears throat> and then just sort of let go. Let go of physical tension. And let go also of any concerns of the past or the future. As you just sort of bring yourself consciously into this moment, right here, right now. And then just sort of witness from a vantage point rising sort of above yourself and just be aware of what it is that comes into your conscious awareness. And if indeed there are some thoughts of anxiety and worry and doubt about everything that's going on around you, just allow a kind of awareness of a, a loving presence just holding us up, nurturing us. Just as I was talking about how the physical body is constantly engaged in uh, millions and millions of uh, very complicated processes to keep us alive. Trust that. Trust that whatever we're going through now will pass, this too shall pass, and yet those worrisome concerns arise, just be aware of that, and then return your attention to the breath, just breathing in and breathing out, letting go, not only, as I say, of the tension and concerns, but letting go of your resistance what is and as difficult as it may be to love what is to recognize that when we really question our beliefs that are saying this shouldn't happen this is awful this is bad the fact is we don't know where things are going and just consider how in the past we may have had any number of circumstances that we felt this is wrong, I don't deserve this, this shouldn't be happening. But when we now look back on those 
circumstances, we realize that we made it through, and in many cases, we're actually much better off as a result of what happened. We simply don't really know right now. But this presence that is 